0: Trailer. What are these messages from the grave?
1: Uh, welcome to the first episode of
0: Let's Get Spooked with Jake and Luke.
1: Uh, Luke and I realize that it's sort of the general rule of thumb to give a ton of background about ourselves so that you can have a platform to sort of start to get to know us. But we both decided that it would be a little bit more interesting if we had that be more of a process. So we're kind of going to just jump into it and you guys can sort of get to know us in a more organic format over time. Just because I hate talking about myself. I, I'd say same, but I don't know if that's actually true. I, who knows? Anyway. So, with that being said...
0: Hi there. I'm Luke. That's Jake. I'm gay. He's not. Let's get started.
1: Um, to kick things off, I think it'd be good if we sort of talked about our experience with horror or Are You Afraid of the Dark? What What's your sort of horror... Experience?
0: Um, I really like horror movies, but as a child, I didn't really catch many TV shows related to horror just because I'm a little pussy boy. Uh, <laughs> and I'm afraid of everything. So, Are You Afraid of the Dark is Canadian, so that's pretty much the only one I've had any real experience with. Um, and even then, it's fairly minor because I just caught reruns and I've never seen the show fully all the way through or. Basically any episode except for the second one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, that's me, anyway. I know you have more experience than I do.
1: Uh, yeah, although mine is much more, like, short-term in the big picture, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, okay. So, I grew up being massively afraid of everything. <laughs> and I didn't actually start getting into horror stuff until around high school. My junior year or my junior or uh senior year probably
0: sorry grade 11 and grade 12 i was was just about to say for the people who don't know what that means yeah that's grade 11 and 12
1: yeah sometimes i'm gonna i think i'm gonna try and remember where the cultural divides are
0: you don't have to canadianify your speech it's all good i'll translate
1: okay fair enough so a good buddy of mine and myself uh, would take full advantage of my parents' uh, video rental deal because video rental stores were still in fashion, in vogue, around that time. Uh. And so the, the deal was that you could rent two movies for as long as you wanted.
0: For as long as movie. you wanted?
1: Yeah, so like as long as you paid the monthly fee, you... and like, if it took you longer to watch the movies or whatever, you wouldn't have to pay late fees as long as you paid your membership.
0: Oh, man. I wish I had that shit. Because, like, we had rental services as well, but, like, they, they weren't that elaborate. Like, we had Blockbuster and stuff, but mm-hmm. maybe I just never looked into it. Um, Not sure. Mm-hmm. So, what we would do is every
1: Thursday, we would go to the Hollywood video, and we would pick up something that's considered, like, a classic... Not necessarily, like, you know, top 100 movies, but, you know, something that's well known. And something random. So I encountered a bunch of crazy, weird movies, like uh, The Sasquatch Gang and The Motel, and a bunch of weird little pictures like that. But I also ended up seeing a lot of uh, thrillers and horror films that I normally wouldn't have checked out on my own. and. So I encountered uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three, and oh man, I was so fascinated by the effects and how they were all pulled off that it just sort of like awoken.
0: Like <laughs> you became woke.
1: <laughs> yeah, I became woke to spooky, and Ooh, yeah. while I'd always loved like Halloween and costumes and stuff, this sort of uh, woke up a desire to watch a lot of like. Special effects centric stuff, and I feel like horror is one of the best places to see that.
0: Yeah, That's Dream Warriors. Yeah. Okay, that's the one with uh, what's her face coming back. Not not the gayest horror movie of all time. Uh, which but is I really like too. Honestly, too so good. It's not a bad thing.
1: It's honestly Clearly. like a super charming movie, and had the cultural like timing been a little different i feel like it would have been seen as this like front runner of like gay horror
0: oh yeah and i think now it's like that like now people look back at it and be like wow gay movie but like back then i'm sure it was like what the fuck is this right why does this exist where's nancy or whatever is it nancy yes okay yeah um yeah that's cool i we have very different experiences i feel with um, horror. probably.
1: I I mostly, like, any time I heard the theme song for, like, Goosebumps or uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark or anything like that, I would immediately rush to change the channel.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioned this to me before, how specifically the Are You Afraid of the Dark one, like, yeah. fucked you oh, up as a kid.
1: Because oh. the opening's terrifying.
0: It is pretty terrifying.
1: It's super ominous. It yeah. is very, like, all of the camera work is very low.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And very, uh, it's either like shot from low angles, or it's on, like they're specifically filming like kid associated things like swings and like toys and stuff like that. Yeah, it's and,
0: like the things you like to do as a kid, but like scary.
1: Right, right, and so honestly, I'm kind of surprised they were able to make an opening that is that, uh, like. In the realm of kiddom, so like visceral in a way, mm-hmm.
0: like they emotionally probably, so. Yeah, they probably uh, like tested the shit out of that with like a bunch of test audiences. Yeah, it's probably. Like, Let's scare the fuck out of these children. <laughs> Let's
1: spook some kidlets.
0: Spook. Speaking of spooking kidlets, would we like to get into the first episode of yeah. Our Dark? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Which is what we're covering today. Uh, this episode is the tale of the Phantom Cab. A a strangely named story,
1: and is also just a strange story.
0: Yeah. uh, Just so clarifying going forward, the order we're going off of is generally accepted to be the most correct. I believe Uh, the two the version that we watched is off of the DVD release.
1: Yeah, the DVDs that are. Yeah, the DVDs that are, not proper DVDs, but are just DVD Rs that have been, like, nicely labeled.
0: Yeah, they're just, like, cheap-ass DVD-Rs there. Oh, my there. God,
1: so cheap. The menu is the worst.
0: Yeah.
1: I think did I showed have you a, a picture of that.
0: I think you did actually send me a picture of it, and it was, like, really weird and cheap-looking. Yeah, and it's just, uh, like, ski do...
1: skiwampus, no no sort of additional features of any kind.
0: Yeah, no uh, no DVD menu games or God, like no! That, which I wish. That would be great. Mm-hmm um yes sorry so this is the first episode of are you afraid of the dark uh a canadian anthology horror television series uh and it opens on the greatest monologue in television history (laughs) i believe
1: yeah um i i wrote down a chunk of the monologue
0: Mm -hmm. and i was wondering if if i could do a
1: dramatic reading absolutely cool uh uh, you know gary voice though (laughs) i can try Uh, please note dear listener that this is happening amidst a fading montage of kids stern faces
0: they look very scary this is going to be
1: very serious
0: they're like a gang
1: a forest gang
0: Yes, a forest gate. Okay. Go ahead with your dramatic reading. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: Okay, so for Gary's voice, I should do it like a little higher-pitched and a little more nasally.
0: Just a little nasal. Don't even have to go higher-pitched.
1: We like different things. We go to different schools. We have different friends. One thing (laughs) brings us together. The dark. (laughs) Oh my
0: god. That's so bad
1: <laughs> we share that our fears a pretty and good scary, scary tales
0: <laughs> our fears and scary tales is that what it said i think i missed that mm. i think i was laughing too hard at gary's face
1: yeah i get that i mean F- i i sort of see gary as like supremely iconic just because he was like the ringleader of this show that terrified me
0: Yeah, he's the one who sticks around the longest, I think. And, like, comes back the most if he does Yeah, yeah. He's definitely seen as, like,
1: the guy of the group. He's the leader. Yeah, like, not only is he the leader as far as the show goes, but uh, he is very much so seen as, like, also being the linchpin of the franchise. Right. I don't remember if there was any official word given or anything like that, but for the 2019 reboot of the series they did like a mini series uh Mm -hmm. gary's actor apparently did not get asked to come back and apparently he was a little bit miffed about it on
0: twitter oh i would be he was like the whole crux of that series like Mm -hmm. maybe not a crux but he was like he was a reoccurring character who everybody knew
1: yeah i mean the finale uh of this series basically is all about gary
0: i didn't know that hmm I didn't know that, actually. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. I mean, we probably won't get to that for a good long while. Probably not. We got, like, five seasons to get through. Mm-hmm. And that's only if we don't decide to, you know, jump to a different show at the end of the first season.
0: That is true. I feel like after one season of very far the Dark, I'd like to switch it up and just kind of go season by season through shows and then just jump back eventually.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it I think like it'd be fun to get more variety that way.
0: Mm-hmm, because, like... It is a good show like very nostalgic for me and very like ingrained in my head but Canadian DNA yes DNA like, oh I, my god Canadian A Canadian A Canadian A exactly yeah there we go that's like a <laughs> yeah
1: that's like a triple layer pun
0: there's like six puns in there yeah <laughs> all right um I'm so, proud of myself. so yeah First episode, Phantom Cab, they did their little monologue, and this mm-hmm. episode is framed around uh, introducing a new member into their little forest gang, which is called the Midnight Society, mm-hmm. uh, um, which is one a killer name. One thing of note, okay. despite
1: how edgy that monologue was, and despite how little sense it makes if they like go to different schools and have different friends and interests, and we have no reason as to why these kids would feasibly... like meet each other on top of that somebody said something that like try hard and edgy and there's not a single like proto goth kid amongst this group they're all just like general kids
0: yeah um they're kind of we've talked about this on our own before it's kind of like they're they're gonna be kid they're gonna be goth but like later yeah (laughs) yeah
1: they're they're all like, like,
0: like high school
1: yeah they're like gothy ticking time bombs
0: yeah, gothy ticking time. It's Why only a matter of
1: like time me? till the eyeliner emerges.
0: The eyeliner and the cigarettes and the The mesh undershirts. Yeah, you put the killing stick between your teeth. And... <laughs> Sorry, I like to quote that all the time. That's a quote from uh Are uh, not Are you <laughs> Fruit Dark Jesus, that's what we're talking about. Uh it's from Fault in Our Stars. Mm, I've uh, still never seen it. It's it's not good. But <laughs> the one kid is talking about smoking and or he, it's Killing Thing, not Killing Stick. I like to say Killing Stick, but mm. it's just, you don't give it the power to kill you, is what he says. And mm. It's all dark and edgy. Anyway, sorry, yes. So this episode is framed around introducing a new member into the Midnight Society and he's blindfolded <laughs> being pushed into this little clearing that they have set up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they bring in this kid and he's like blindfolded, which I noted that I thought it was really funny that he was so willing to, like, be blindfolded by these kids and taken to a second location.
0: Right. Clearly, he s- does not
1: practice street smarts. Sorry, street smarts!
0: Street smarts! <laughs> hey! This'll <laughs> throw him off his rhythm. Yeah, if you drop down on your knees and or not on your back and start kicking up at him. Mm-hmm. That'll throw him off his rhythm. <laughs> yes. Um... And so they sit him down, and they're all, like, really weird about it. They're all, like, an outsider. They're, like, shaming him. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. They treat him like he's, like, a low-key infidel in their, yeah. like, society of telling spooky tales. hmm Which I thought was pretty great. Um, oh, they also made sure, as far as his outfit goes, because, you know, his face is covered, they made sure that he's got, like, a ripped sleeve denim jacket. Yes. You gotta make sure you know he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy, boy. and
0: it's the 90s, so... All of the clothing is just very, like... I'm inside of a Kool-Aid Jammers commercial. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's Um, kind of what I pictured it as.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So they start talking about... Like, how this kid has to, like, prove himself. And... How... He can only join the group if he's unanimously voted in. And about how, like, his story needs to be good enough. One of them challenges... Oh, one of them says, yeah, but can you tell a good story? And this kid, who we'll later learn, is named Frank. Frank immediately just, like, has to be held back. He's like, who said that? How dare you?
0: Yeah, he's, like, ready to scrap whoever just insulted his storytelling skills.
1: Yeah, it's, it's treated similarly as, like, playing card games or like, Beyblading Your Beyblade is in those respective shows. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a very anime-type energy where this show happens to take place in a world where, like, uh, telling good ghost stories is, like, the highest currency.
0: It, yeah, specifically in their little group.
1: Yeah, like, your, your loonies hold no value. We only buy in story. <laughs> your loonies
0: <laughs> hold no value. <laughs> Thank you for... Referencing my currency.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're welcome. I appreciate it. Actually, sidebar Canadian
1: money is really, really pretty. Especially the bills. Like, the bills are amazing. It is.
0: They're made of plastic.
1: They're I don't like a
0: plasticky material. So they're they're really so
1: nice and fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you've never seen them, look them up. It's. It kind of shocks to see what color. Like, it, it, it's almost shocking to be reminded of what color looks like on currency.
0: Yeah, and also, we can get our money wet, and it doesn't go gross. I
1: know. It's awesome.
0: It is pretty sweet. It's so um, good. You had a fun fact about uh, the fire and what they pour on the fire, if you'd like to talk about that.
1: Um. Yeah, I actually have two fun facts before the story starts. Okay. Um, fun fact number one, uh, some people might recognize the blonde girl, Kristen, because she at that point in time, will eventually grow up to be the most beautiful girl in the room in Flight of the Concords.
0: Right. So that's yes. fun.
1: And uh, I, I fact, still have to no- watch that show. I can't say how well it's aged, but at the time, I remember really enjoying it.
0: Okay. It's Sorry, been a while since I watched it. Um,
1: oh yeah, fun fact number two. Uh. So in every episode before they kick into the story proper, um, the characters always throw in this powder into the fire, and then it sparks up, and they use that to fade into the title of the story. Um, Turns out, that stuff they're throwing in the fire is just, like, non-dairy coffee creamer with some glitter in it.
0: (laughs) I was super shocked when I learned this. (laughs) Just because I know, like, fire color powder exists but I guess it'd be expensive just to use all the time so coffee mm-hmm. creamer if you ever need to make a cool trick coffee creamer and glitter works really well on yeah. fire uh, at one point
1: some yeah. friends and I were at a fire pit at one of their uh, family members' backyards and we all took turns making up story names and then throwing handfuls of coffee creamer in the fire it was great Yeah, <laughs> I love that Hmm. Um, So, Frank is gonna do his audition piece for uh, the Midnight Society. So, you know, he... Somebody... I don't remember... uh, Somebody, I don't remember if it's Frank or not, throws in a handful of the creamer. You know, we get the big, like, whoosh of flame. And uh, we then are dropped into the tale of the Phantom Cab.
0: Uh, Which... We'll get into it later, but overall... hmm. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's a little rough. Rough around the edges. Anyway, so starting off, we have two uh, brothers. I forget their names. I believe it's Danny and Buzz? Yeah, so it's Danny, the big shitty brother, and Buzz, the little shitty brother. Yeah, notice a trend as we go through these episodes uh, all of the protagonists of the stories, and even some of the side characters, they're all shit. They're all shitty people. They do shitty things. And they're bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that changes more over time. Um, we sort of get characters that are a little bit more feasible. But early on, kids are either, like, aggressively uh, wholesome or, like, aggressively malicious.
0: Yeah. Um. It's just yeah, like you said, in the fir- in, in this first couple seasons like just I guess it's easier to see bad shit happen to bad people. But yeah. it's also more compelling to see bad shit happen to good people because eventually they'll win and, you know, you want to yeah. see people succeed. But also, it's fun seeing people fuck up. So, yeah, there's two sides to every coin. Anyway, mm-hmm. so our two brothers are in the woods for some indeterminate reason. I don't believe they ever say why.
1: Yeah, uh, it might just be that they're on, like, a hike or something.
0: Yeah, a brotherly bonding hike.
1: It's one of those things where it might seem like I haven't done my job because I don't remember, but I promise you that the show does not make a lot of effort to make that factor important.
0: Yeah. Why they're there Um, is not
1: nearly as important as what happens while they're there,
0: supposedly. I also have a fun fact Uh, about this episode in general Mm. Um, well maybe not actually fun but this is more of a me thing Mm -hmm. Um, before like when the episode started when I first watched it I thought that I had heard the same story told on an episode of ALF (laughs) so ALF if you don't know was a sitcom in the the 80s about an alien who lives in uh, a garage of like a human family Mm. Uh, and he's like a wise cracking funny man um, but there's this one episode where they're camping on the lawn, and they tell the story of an evil cab driver who, like, kills people with a hook hand. And, hearing just the title, I assumed that that's what this would be.
1: Big mistake. Absolutely not.
0: On, on my part, no, not at all. Anyway, sorry, that was, that was my little fact. No,
1: no, I had a blast. Yes. So, uh, the two brothers are sort of, like, out hiking, let's assume, and... Within their first line deliveries, it is very clear that these kids are not actors.
0: Yeah, they're like very early actors or not not much experience. Or just maybe not actors, they were just... Hired. Maybe they're related to the producer, you know. Yeah, it's like the, the director's kid or something like that. I mean, for a pilot, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, especially if this was supposed to be like a proof of concept kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um... And you can also tell that it is very nineties because uh, they just throw around insults like older brother insults like cheese ball and <laughs> mm-hmm. lame wad and stuff. hmm it's, it's very just very nineties.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the two brothers are on a hiking trip and Denny is immediately mad because As is he's his decided want. Apparently. Uh He's decided that uh, Buzz has already gotten them lost and then, you know, saying, like, oh, you always complain that, like, I never let you plot a course and that you're perfectly competent. Well, look. Look what you did. Uh, cue Stupid Buzz. fuck. <laughs> cue Buzz, like, spilling water on the map and him getting pissed yeah. again.
0: And also, um, you can tell that these kids are very French-Canadian just because the... A- well, specifically Danny or Denny. 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 Uh, like the room. he has a very there's this line where he's just like, now we're lost and we can't read the map, but he's got like a really thick French accent. So he's yeah. like, now we're lost and we can't read the map. Like, he just very French. It it definitely rings. as
1: very strange. Yes. Meanwhile, Buzz's voice is just very, very pu- prepubescent and very, very monotone. Just so shrill and monotone at the mm-hmm. same time. So he says just like, uh he says something to the tune of We're not lost. Look, there's the ridge we came up on. We can go back around and take the red trail.
0: Oh my in that exact like tone and like spacing that he just set it in. Absolutely. Like, and that is the we way can take did... it back to the red trail. Like it's just
1: Yeah, that is horrific. the way he delivers every line. It's It's so brutal.
0: It's brutal, but it's also amazing.
1: It's very funny, but sometimes things that are funny are also a little painful.
0: Yes, sorry. So, yeah, yeah, water gets spilled on the map, so they can't read the map, and then Sorry. Pick it up. Uh,
1: No, immediately after This is when Buzz uh, slips and begins to fall. Yes. Uh, But unfortunately, in the reaction shot of Denny holding up the map, he hears his brother scream, drops the map, and then we see that Buzz's actor is still in the background.
0: Yeah, still, like, right behind the shot. Yeah, it's... Because I guess they don't know how to block...
1: It's a brutal edit. Like, it is so unfortunate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't catch it the first time I watched it. Yeah, it is. So I appreciate you catching it.
1: It's a little tragic. Uh, Then the soundtrack starts to stand out because it gets, like, really noodly on this, like, guitar voice, presumably on a keyboard. Um, Mm. Like, it sounds like the kind of track you would use to, like, have your character be, like, looking for something or, like, trying to, like, uh, maybe being a little bit stressed and trying to think through something. But here it's used for, like, oh, you might fall into this ravine and die! And so yeah, the fact like... that the music's all, like, like, sort of plucky feels very odd.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a note here at this point. I was saying, why is he always yelling? Because... This is when I realized that his voice was going to stay like that the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I came up with a... Uh, this is probably me being overly generous, but I came up with a personal theory that maybe he just does a lot of stage acting, and he's just used to having to project really hard.
0: I, that's not entirely, like... Like, there's no... Oh my god, what is the word I'm looking for? Sorry. Out of the realm of possibility? Yeah, like that theory isn't like completely out of the realm of possibility. Like, it, kids do stage act pretty often. I could see him playing Oliver. Like, and... <laughs> Please, sir. Can
1: Please, have sir. Some more? I'd like to have some more.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> he acts like he acts like uh, he acts like Buzz the whole time. Yeah, so there's no like... way. There's
1: no way this kid at at this point in his career has range. I refuse, oh, no. not at all. I refuse to believe that all of these things were like
0: actors' choices. It's absolutely impossible. It, and children tend just... to take, sorry, children tend to take stage dir- or, like direction in general, just like really literally. Yeah. So I'm assuming they like take it like, to heart. Be scared, and yeah. they're just like, ah, I'm falling
1: off a cliff. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. So. Uh, Denny eventually helps him up And That's then followed by Denny saying Quote I should have let you fall
0: Yeah he's straight up homicidal Like
1: Why? The,
0: the older, I don't know The older brother is just like Really super want to murder his little brother Yeah
1: it's almost like he's sort of like a, I mean this isn't toy centric but like it's it it's sort of like they wanted to make him like a Sid from Toy Story, you know? He's just like
0: really tough
1: but wearing a shirt that's like five sizes too big for him and he's clearly like the size of a waif.
0: Hey, he just likes baggy clothes, man. Don't judge him.
1: Uh, no, and that was sort of one of the that was one of the mini looks of the 90s. I'm not shaming him for that. I'm shaming him for the fact that like he's not like having your hat backwards and having the sleeves ripped off your shirt doesn't actually make you a, like come off tough.
0: That is true, although I'm sure that's what he thought.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like he's... if you took, um, oh, what's his name? Um, it's like of? if you took Michael Scott from The Office and put him in, like, a leather jacket and, like, a bandana, like, he's still not going to be a tough guy.
0: You know? Yeah, I, I, I get your reasoning behind that. <laughs> yeah. I just like to imagine Michael Scott in a leather jacket. Me too. That's what she said. Ah. anyway
1: for a second i i thought that was an unironic joke and i was going to be very disappointed
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm already very disappointed in myself so
1: all right fair enough so after that little revelation i guess we could call it as far as denny's (laughs) psyche goes uh we fade to night where it is now revealed that buzz is apparently a secret member of the insane clown posse as he has been Holding his belt buckle way too close to his compass, so they've been headed in the wrong direction the whole time because Buzz <laughs> forgot about how magnets works. Like or how magnets. magnets work. How did they
0: work? <laughs> I love just love posse.
1: It's strange because in the beginning, uh, Frank's narration of the uh, like Frank's opening narration of the story sort of posits that, or he doesn't sort of posits... he. He posits that Denny is strong and smart and that Buzz is a geek.
0: Yeah, but, but he's I feel supposed to be like, the smart one.
1: Well, one, calling Denny smart is an insult to smart people. True. And two, Buzz isn't a geek, Buzz just sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, Buzz just s- sucks at everything. They Little don't shithead. seem to allow
1: him to know how to do anything, which is very unfortunate. Not really.
0: Well, not, uh, not really, so, not, not really unfortunate. Not really, like, no, they don't really let him do anything. <laughs> right,
1: right. Uh, so, it's nighttime, and then the actors remember their stage direction of needing to feel chilly, so they cross their arms and shake for two seconds, and it seems like they immediately then forget
0: that they were supposed to be chilly. Yeah, like, they, there's, like, a long shot, and then halfway through the long shot, they start to get cold. <laughs> like, it just yeah, immediately and then, got and super then, cold. In, like,
1: and then in the next shot, they're fine.
0: Oh, yeah, like it, like, it never happened. Maybe it was just, like, one cold breeze, but after yeah. that, no, they're good.
1: So, uh, it's then that we encounter what I uh, noted as being the physical embodiment of every uncle character character in pop culture diffused into one person
0: yes his name was flynn mm-hmm. he is a just a guy because they're looking for a, they're looking for a park ranger mm-hmm. or they, they hope that it's a park ranger but it turns out it's just this man named flynn who i said looked like kevin spacey <laughs> from a distance <laughs> so good yeah that and would have been just...
1: the most unfortunate reveal
0: <laughs> i mean at the time he was a much acclaimed actor yeah so maybe it could have happened I don't know Uh, so Flynn tells
1: them that he knows of this doctor who uh, like lives in the woods somewhere and can help these kids get out of the forest I guess Denny determines that it's like okay to go along with him because quote I can handle this dude which yeah I guess we have to equate things in terms of combat
0: Yeah, he's just a very violent person Yeah He's always ready to scrap, he's always ready to beat the shit out of this guy Like, he's super down to kill someone, I'm sure And yet he's super whiny Very whiny, because, you know, maybe he's got a phone (laughs) Uh, Throughout the episode,
1: anytime Denny's character mentions the word phone He hits that O, like, real hard
0: Yes, he says phone.
1: Yeah, it's very good. So Flynn takes the boys to a cottage owned by a man who goes by Doctor Vink.
0: Ooh, gross.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh no! Before that, sorry. Right before we go into the cottage, we encounter the vibrating
0: bushes. Our main antagonist of the episode. (laughs) That would be so good. I would be. Sorry. i Do you, do you, do you want to go? Yeah, that's okay. Hey, you're fine. Um, I, I just I would I love the thought of vibrating bushes being the main villain of an episode. I just think that would be really cool.
1: Yeah, I I really enjoy, in a mostly ironic sense, when uh, and this was mostly like a seventies eighties thing. I mean, I guess not exclusively, but uh, when like horror movies reach a point where like. Because of the nature of whatever the enemy is, they have to sort of like make something exceedingly mundane scary, or at least
0: try to. Yeah, there's like movies like Rubber, or Christine, or stuff like that, where it's just like car scary. Ooh. Yeah, I, and it's <laughs> funny almost. I
1: forget which one it is but one of the amityville horror sequels features an evil lamp
0: and it's amazing it, One, oh, there's so many it's so good it's like That's three good, or though. four
1: or, or five or something
0: yeah but i uh, forgot that it was like a series it was just i thought it was just like people just got the rights to make the story like all yeah over.
1: it'd be nice it'd be nice if it was just the one movie the one yeah, competent like, movie, instead of the one competent movie and a bunch of sh- and a bunch of shitty sequels.
0: Yeah, there's been like ten of them. That's yeah. That's rough. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean a tangent here. No,
1: no, no, you're fine. I mean, I had to tell you about a an evil lamp
0: that's evil supposedly
1: lamp. haunted by the devil.
0: Oh Jesus! Uh huh.
1: There's a lot of <laughs> shots of like, it's just like sinister. Well, attempting to be sinister shots of a lamp. It's very great
0: oh it's lovely um as they're walking towards the vibrating bushes um there's just a lot of crossfading mm-hmm. like, as if to show time passing but it's just bad because the whole forest looks the exact fucking same so and they're also crossfading a bunch of like like
1: uh low volume voices over the uh bushes as well
0: <laughs> yes
1: it's very odd
0: it is quite odd. Um, so this is when Flynn just straight up disappears. Yeah, he just, like, bounces. For and He straight up leaves. He's like, bye.
1: And
0: yeah, he's... just seemingly no reason. He's just like, ah, bye. He's peace. And then they go and knock on what, Dr. Vink. Yeah, is his Dr. Name? Vink with a V. Dr. Vink with a V. They knock on his door. Uh, and I said, as he yeah, he as he opens his door, I wrote down, he looks like he needs to poop. <laughs> because he just looks like he has to take a big shit. I think he looks like a geriatric Hagrid. Geriatric Hagrid. I said David Tennant if he smoked a lot of crack, like <laughs> I have a couple. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> so he Does he invite them in right away? I can't remember. Um I believe so. Mhm.
1: Okay. And then he starts asking you. them about like if they like riddles and stuff and the kids are understandably
0: confused because Yeah the kids are just wanting to get home and then the right. doctor's like he says he studies flora and fauna and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's just like a a, a doctor of nature mm-hmm. and stuff. Nature doctor. Yeah, and then he asks them if there are any good riddles which comes seemingly out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh he basically tells them that if they can solve this riddle he's going to give them that he can help them out of the forest. And then, if they can't, he wants them to leave, quote, a specimen. Yes. Which we'll get to.
0: (laughs) Which I wrote down, come. (laughs) After I heard that line. I just wrote, come. (laughs) Because... Specimen. I don't know. Sure. It's the first thing I thought of. Give me your tapeworm. Yeah, give me the tapeworm. Give me the tapeworm. <laughs> um, so, uh, Buzz
1: responds to this by saying, Let's do it! I'm good at riddles! Because <laughs> he, <laughs> he just thinks he's really good at riddles, I guess. Hey, man, this kid doesn't have a lot of other skills, seemingly. So, I mean, if he's going to actually claim something, I kind of want to see it.
0: Yeah. So, uh. I, I believed oh. in him.
1: <laughs> Hashtag, I believe in booze.
0: In booze.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, no, it just sounds like alcohol. Never mind.
0: No, <laughs> it's fine.
1: That's where I put all my faith. <laughs> so, uh, the riddle is what has no weight can be seen, and if put in a barrel, will make it lighter. So, right. Buzz starts thinking about it. And within, I don't know, 15 seconds, just, like, sums
0: it all up with a, I don't know. Because he doesn't. Because he's stupid and wrong, and I hate you, Buzz. <laughs> Sorry, I get very angry at children. No, it's fine.
1: I I think I might disown Buzz later. I'm sick of him being my brother.
0: <laughs> what a dickhead.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, Denny's so he, not he, he much gives up.
0: He gives up after, like, three seconds. Yeah. And the doctor seems very disappointed in them. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And essentially just tells them to fuck off.
1: Yeah. Um, It's about this time that we cut back to the Midnight Society, who seem to be having an argument about the story that isn't finished yet.
0: Yeah, because clearly they're supposed to know everything about the story before it's over.
1: Right. It's way better to have debates when you only have partial data. That way, you vote have Republican. half of the facts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. What did you say? I said vote Republican. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> Sorry. Not. Leave it in. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I'll, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so they're arguing about nothing. And here's where I noticed that I'm pretty sure they put the, the shots in the wrong order. Hmm. Um, cause one of the, one of the girls says, or sorry, no, no, no. Uh, what was it? His name is Frank. Not Frank. Um, The new, Frank's the new guy. Oh, uh, short King. Short King. Yes. As we call him. Yeah. short Short
1: King King is,
0: I believe it's like Danny or Ian or something like that. One
1: sec. Eric.
0: Eric. Yes. So Eric, Eric, or as we were calling him earlier, Short King, we started. Ta- we've taken to calling him Short King. Uh, he says, uh, "You can't put a riddle in a story that can't be solved." And then it cuts to K- uh, Kiki. That's Kiki, name? yeah, yes, uh, and she says, "Huh, sounds like one of those riddles that can't be solved." <coughs> so it makes me think that they put the shots in the wrong order on DVD or something like that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was funny. like that in
1: all versions, honestly.
0: Yeah.
1: You um, know those Canadians with their editing? Oh, they're shit at it.
0: <laughs> it's quite they outsource it all <laughs> to, China. to China. To <laughs> China. God damn it! So after this, Frank gets a little upset and he's like, "Can you let me tell the fucking story?" Yeah, I mean, T- something to that effect. Not, I mean, I no, I get it. He's no got a bag on his head, like. He does straight up have just like a bag on his
1: head. He's a bag boy. Bag boy. He's a bad boy and currently a bag boy.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) So we cut back and it's here that we finally discover what Dr. Vink meant by specimen. Because he holds up a jar in front of the kids that's just holding a severed hand. You know. Just straight up a hand. Yeah, and then Buzz and Denny scream with, with all of the fear and emotion <laughs> of I don't know, like a loaf of bread. Yeah, like absolutely no reaction. Their uh, faces Den- are. And Denny's there's eyes. There's nothing. Don't move, in there. Neither do Buzzes. No, there's nothing in there. They there's are on autopilot. Dead
0: stage acting. <laughs> yeah, autopilot. Uh, exactly. Um, and uh, then they leave. <laughs> Yeah, they just they've run out of the house at this point.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the exact context, but um, at some point Denny says to somebody, "You're a lying sack." Which
0: yeah, I, I think was... he says that to the doctor.
1: Oh yes, yes, which I thought was miraculous.
0: Yeah, because because I remember because he um, he they do like some temporary like first try riddles he's like answer a riddle and i'll let you use the phone and he's like no 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 no, one more one more and then he calls him a lying sack right um yeah so they run out of the house um and at this point i'm wondering where the fuck is the cab because we're halfway through the goddamn episode and we haven't heard any reference to a cab like at all really cabs are for chumps i guess i guess i guess
1: Cabs are loser vehicles. They don't even have phones. <laughs> they don't even have the phones. So, uh, a cab comes
0: up, just through the yeah. woods. And suddenly, yes, yeah, suddenly a cab appears. Yeah, in the Finally. woods. And in it's Flynn! Woods. And, yeah, Flynn's the cab driver. He's just like, what's up, guys? Hey! How's it going? It's me, Uncle Flynn. Oh, <laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: And oh God, oh God. so oh, no, he smells, he uh, smells like alcohol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he smells of two things, alcohol
0: and regrets.
1: And, oh, oh God. Yeah, so they 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 hop in the back of the cab and he and he's just saying like, oh yeah, I'll help you get out. JK turns out, yeah, l- lol.
0: this is all part of the plan. Yeah, so Flynn is dead. Flynn is a ghosty boy.
1: Yeah. uh, I believe he describes it as, quote, I kind of (laughs) died. He's like, I kind of died in the whole they scream again with a little better emotion this time. Uh, Um, And as he says that, he, like, holds up his hand or what would be his (laughs) hand because it turns out that severed hand in the jar is his.
0: Yeah. It's his jar. Yeah, I mean, his hand, not his jar. <laughs> it's his.
1: He stole my mason jars, son of a bitch! <laughs> Fucking bastard! I had my hand in there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So he explains that his job, I guess, his ghost job, is to take the people who couldn't answer Doctor Vink's riddles and recreate his death through car crash. Yeah, it's like his. Uh,
1: it's like his phantom, like suffering. He must constantly. Reenact the crash that killed him.
0: Yeah, I called it his Ghost Nine to Five.
1: <laughs> ghost <laughs> so. in Nine to
0: Five. Beep. <laughs> the one beep. I was doing a little beep. beep. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there. And he just goes, there's still time to answer the riddle. Uh, try and answer it. You got about 30 seconds. And this actual whole scene takes like about a minute and a half, so quote unquote thirty seconds. But uh Buzz starts to think of what the answer might be. Meanwhile, Danny is violently shaking him back and forth. Which is only gonna help. Which is it only helps. It only helps. Um and then just as they're about to crash, uh Buzz goes, I know it and then he starts repeating what the riddle is to like explain it and I'm just like, just say it. You're gonna die. Yeah, he like goes through all
1: of the points and explains, uh, like how it relates.
0: Yeah, he's like, and the answer is a hole. If you didn't know, it's a pretty common riddle in culture. But the answer is a hole because if you put a hole in a barrel, it becomes lighter. You can see that there's a hole. You can see it, but it doesn't. A a hole in and and of itself doesn't
1: weigh um, anything because it's and they just kind of white out. Pokemon yeah. style. Oh, yeah, as, as, uh, as a Flynn little. screams. <laughs> so cut to the kids, just, like, in the woods. No sign of the cab, no sign of Flynn, no sign of Dr. Vank, like, whatever. Uh, and in steps a
0: park ranger. Yes, who I said, it's it was Dennis Quaid. Because <laughs> I just, I like to mistake people for other people. Mm. So I thought it looked like Dennis Quaid. It isn't Dennis Quaid, very clearly, but mm. at first I was like, oh, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Dennis. he says that the whole town was
1: looking for them, which I refuse to believe. There is no way even half the town likes these kids.
0: No, they seem like very shitty people. They'd probably be really rude to teachers.
1: For sure.
0: Just like figures of authority, which, yeah, you know, they're not the rich, they're not great. like, so definitely like one police officer and their parents and that's about it. Yeah. I think. Uh, and yeah, so the park ranger's like, everyone was living for you. Like, hey, let me take you back to town. And then they hop in his uh, car.
1: Yeah, uh, Frank also mentions that the cops went to go and inspect where Doctor Vink was, and like, his entire cottage was just like gone.
0: Right. Did it really happen? Did it? Did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just did the Tim Allen like. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, So uh, we cut back to the Midnight Society, and we get individual shots of all of these kids, and goddamn do they look impressed. These kids look so, like, satisfied. Like, yeah, man, that story had a beginning, a middle, an end, a twist. Damn. And they got some sick-ass denouement. Like, (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if people know what that term means. Oh hell yeah, this is when the Ma kicks in. Denouement! Yeah, yeah!
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, they all look impressed, and then they start to do their little approval thing, so they're all like, should we accept him in? Because it has to be unanimous, of course. It has to be. And so they all get a shot of them, like, nodding. And then Gary's like, congratulations, Frank, you are a <laughs> member of the Midnight Society. You did it, Frank. <laughs> And then they take flying. the bag off his head, and he's just as bad boy looking in the face as he was in the outfit. Hell yeah, I think. He is. And then fade out. And that's yeah, the end. That's the first episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? So, uh,
1: final thoughts. What did you think?
0: <laughs> like, it's not bad, mm. but. Well, it's pretty bad. But. For an overall like proof of concept episode, I feel like it works all right. Yeah, like, uh, it gets people used to the theming and like how the show is structured and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual story itself is kind of. Uh, I mm-hmm. find the whole, I, I, the the cab thing should not have gotten top billing.
1: Yeah, I I can agree with that. I feel like the cab, sort of like, wasn't critical to the story. Like you could have made that death anything and it could have been more uh connected to the setting and stuff like because that implies that for whatever reason flynn was out in the woods with his cab to begin with
0: yeah like why well, couldn't it have been like an evil park ranger right because that would have made more sense yes it and would then at have. the end they could have like they could have like distrust like not trusted the park ranger the real one yeah sure they would have been like huh, who's this spooky spooky park ranger yeah but overall I, I thought it was like okay yeah it could have been a lot better but it could have been a lot worse so yeah from a uh, base level I mean
1: it, it's fine but I will say that like the acting does make it kind of a hard sit <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty intense it's no, it, it, or, I agree. intense is the wrong word it's pretty uncomfortable at times to sit through
0: yeah I get that like um, when your friend
1: tells you that he can play a song on the guitar, and then it just turns into a whole lot of like, bleh, bleh, wait one sec, bleh, one second, <laughs> well, wait, <your> what? <laughs> Thanks, Steve, Ryan, for the guitar lessons.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that from something? I think that's a Game Grub's joke, but it's been mm. so long, I just started using it.
1: Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those kinds of things where it's like, ah, like if if my friend had been the kid that. Like, if I had been friends with the kid that played Buzz, and he said, like, Oh, my, my episode's coming on tonight. Or, sorry. Hey, my episode's coming on on TV tonight. You should watch it. <laughs> and then I saw it, I would be... We would be having a hard discussion the next day.
0: <laughs> I'd make fun of him for years.
1: I don't even know if I could make fun of him. I would just feel too bad. Like, I'd, yeah. I'd have to distance myself from him just out of sympathy.
0: Oh, my God. That's sad. Poor Buzz.
1: My name's Buzz. I had friends, not as much anymore. <laughs> it's because I can't shut the fuck up. I appeared on TV, and then everybody went away,
0: <laughs> <laughs> including the TV. <laughs> <laughs> the TV's just gone. I never acted again. <laughs> oh my God!
1: All right. Well, uh, I guess that's gonna do it for our first episode. Thank you so much yeah, if you happen you to us, or manage to stay till the end. Or, that's very kind of you.
0: Yeah. Um, thanks everybody for for watching. Thanks for sticking around if you did. If you're not hearing this, why am I talking? Yeah. <laughs> Solid <laughs> point. Why are you talking? Stop.
1: Okay. <laughs> Uh, so we're still working on getting social media stuff figured out and whatnot, so we'll have links for that shit later. Uh, but for now, we just wanted to say thanks, and we hope to see you next time. <laughs> Spooky okay. bye! Spooky bye! <laughs>